as we draw near to the solemnity of, of Christmas, the birth of Christ, the scriptures, again, are preparing us, preparing us in a special way. Today, we see the fulfillment of promise that the Lord has given to Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Samuel, as you may know, was the great prophet during the time of King Saul and David. Not only did he guide both Saul and David in their own kingdoms as a special spokesperson on behalf of God, helping them, assisting them, challenging them, whatever way, but he's also the one, Samuel, the son of Hannah, as we read the first reading, he's also the one who spoke of the prophetic word that the throne of David will always remain forever, will always remain. And we know Jesus was the descendant of David and the throne of David will remain forever because it remains in Christ. But if we were to look at the first reading again, here it is, we have from the book of Samuel. First, we have to look at the history. Hannah was someone who was not able to conceive, even though her husband loved her very much, but she was not able to conceive. And they used to come to the temple to pray. And one day when she came to the temple, she just remained there for a long time, for a long time. And the only thing she was able to do is cry. And she cried. It was the, uh, the priest, the, the priest of the temple, Eli, who looked at her and she says to her, she says, um, are you drunk? Why are you doing here? Why are this sobbing? What's going on? And she, so she shared with him her own condition, her own situation, the difficulties that she had, she experienced. And, and, um, and, and what happened then is there's, it's not only the Eli who was there as a priest, but, but in some ways that, that being there in that temple, he allowed her to be there. Uh, she, she grew and began to not only cry, but beg the Lord for the gift of life. That she says to the Lord, if you promise, if you give me a son, I promise I will return it to him. I will consecrate him to, to you. And so what we have here today is that not only that she left peacefully at the end of her prayer. This is a beautiful prayer if you ever wish to read chapter one of the first book of Samuel. You know, the prayer that she uttered to the Lord, beautiful prayer. And then she felt at the end of that prayer in the temple, she felt at peace. She went back home. Then she was able to conceive and bear a son. And then she comes back after after the after her son Samuel, after he he grew up, um, then she she comes back and she she comes to the temple and she leaves her son in a temple, and Hannah brought Samuel with her, and then with the along with three year bowl, half a flower, skin of wine, and present him at the temple of the Lord in Shiloh. So after the boy's father had sacrificed the young bull, Hannah his mother approached Eli. The, the priest and said, he says, pardon, 
My Lord, he says, as you live, my Lord, she pays great respect to the priest. I am the woman who stood near you here praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child and the Lord granted my request. Now I in turn give him to the Lord. So as long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. She left Samuel there. So we have, she received the gift of her son and then she consecrates him and leaves him at the service of the temple. And we know that not only that Samuel grew there, Eli was the one who taught him how to respond to the Lord. Because, you know, there's a story of him as, you know, he is, he is too young and he doesn't know how to hear God's, God's voice. And as Eli who tells him, here I am, here I am. I wish to hear your voice. I wish to hear, speak to me. The servant is listening. And we know that as we, we saw that Samuel not only grew in wisdom and knowledge of God's ways, but he became the great prophet to guide the, king, the kingdom of David and Saul first and then David. Why do we have this, this reading today? It's because of what follows. Not only did Hannah received the grace, but she proclaims her song, just like Our Lady will see in the gospel. In the gospel. And so when, when, when in, a, in a temple, when she is, Hannah speaks, my heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted, my God, I have swallowed up my enemies, I rejoice in my victory. She speaks a song of victory. The victory, the Lord, the Lord uh, is the one who, as she says, the barren wife bears seven sons while the mother of many languages. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the netherworld. He raises up again. Because the, the reason is this, that the Lord in his mercy and love seems to hear the cry of the poor, those who are broken, those who are living difficulties, those who seem to, to come for nothing. And is the one that those are the ones, the humble, who receive grace. And so Hannah is a model of several things, the humility, the persevering prayer, the love of the Lord, and then ultimately gratitude to God for the graces that she has received. And here we have, and this brings us to the gospel itself today, is a continuation from yesterday, as you know. You know, when um, a lady runs in haste to the hill country to help her, to help her cousin Elizabeth, who she found out has conceived also in barren. She was barren and she also conceived the mother of Elizabeth, the mother of, of John the Baptist. So she goes from Nazareth to a place not too far from Jerusalem. So like about a one, one week's worth of journey. Uh, and she goes there to try to assist and help her. And it is there, as you remember, and Father Anthony spoke very beautifully on, on that moment of, of the, uh, an encounter between Elizabeth and Our Lady, between John in the womb and Jesus in the womb of Our Lady. Uh, it is there that filled with the Holy Spirit. As we know, Blessed Mother, filled with the Holy Spirit, she received the gift of life through the Holy Spirit. Jesus was born because of, of the, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so she is, Mary goes to Elizabeth, as you know, goes to her, and Mary, that is full of grace because God has given to her the special privilege of to be the mother of God's son, and she, he preserved her from the original sin. 
There she is the bearer of the powerful grace of the Holy Spirit. And just the greeting itself, she said, Shalom. That's all she was able to say. Peace be to you. Peace. Shalom is not just more the absence of conflict, but it's the blessings of God. When God is within our hearts, there's, we have we experience a shalom. So she greets her with that peace sign of the, with the word of, and greetings of peace. And it is the Holy Spirit that touches Elizabeth. And there she is, the one filled with the Holy Spirit. She proclaims, how is it possible that the mother of my, the mother of my Lord has come to me? How is it possible? How is it possible in the moment in, uh, when, when your greeting came to my ears, my son, the baby in my womb, the six-month-old baby, leaped in her womb of joy. We have here, and, and, and because she says, blessed are you who believed, blessed are you who said yes to God, blessed are you who believe, all generations will call you blessed. And it is this type of encounter where a blessed mother hears these words, and so she can't say anything else, but begins her, as we know, it begins her Magnificat. This is why it is in this environment of Elizabeth speaking to her, in the environment of the Holy Spirit, in the environment of Jesus being in her womb. She's, she is realizing what she has received, and so this is why her song is so important. At that very moment, she says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Or in the old translation, we, my soul magnifies, exalts, magnifies the Lord. Why? Because he looked upon his lowly, lowly servant. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because he looked upon me in my lowliness. She realizes who is she? Just, just another person. She was not from, she was not a, you know, a queen or someone who's of great importance. She's in that simplicity. And she realizes that God's promise has been given to her and fulfilled. She knew, she understood those many who awaited the coming of the Messiah. And she, she came to know that the Lord chose her to be the mother of the Messiah, the one to, who was to come. And and so 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 this is she's filled with that happiness. She rejoices. There's so much joy in this in this in this uh, proclamation that she utters in front of Elizabeth and John in the womb and and Jesus in her womb, because she says from all gen from this day from this day, and the day means from the moment when Jesus entered her heart enter her body, enter her very being. From this moment, all generations will call me blessed. And to this very day, we know we call her Blessed Virgin Mary. All generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. The Almighty, the God who's almighty has done great things and, and he truly, truly his name is holy. Now, but she continues. So if you were, if you were to, if we were to look the way Our Lady responds through their Magnificat, she quotes scripture. She quotes scripture. She knows scripture. Almost every, every line that she utters is a quote from either Psalms or some portion of scripture. She was so imbued with God's word. You know, she was formed as, according to tradition. She was placed as one of young, young, young girls at that time in a temple so that she may serve, but she may also learn. 
she may come to know God more fully. She was at the service of the temple right when she was young. So when she utters this, this Magnificat, she quotes scripture. She quotes scripture so that she being imbued with God's word. And of course, she became the mother of the word of God, the eternal word, the second person of the Holy Trinity. And now she not only proclaims the greatness because of what she received, but now she speaks of this greatness of God, his mercy for all generations. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown his strength. Has strong, uh, he, shown, he has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. But not only is it is that every generation is experienced, but now when the Lord comes, the Messiah comes, he changes the world. And it seems like the Lord seems to take the world the way it is and brings it upside down because he has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. So he's not supporting all those who are powerful, but those he's lifting up the lowly. He has filled hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. Again, when Christ comes, messianic times come, the world is being changed. The way we think is being changed. Obviously, we as human beings, sometimes we are not able to, to really not only grasp, but also to live out our faith the way Our Lady has done, the great saints have done. We sometimes get caught up with things and, and we do inter interpret things the wrong way. And yet the Lord's coming, Jesus is coming, the messianic gift that we have received in Jesus. He is changing the world, he is transforming the world. And then not only that, but he also, he has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. And he has come to the people of God, people of the covenant, and he, he, he is the one because he has remembered his promise of mercy. Remember all going back to Abraham. If you choose me, if you follow me, I will bless you. The same thing happened during the covenant in Moses, Mosaic covenant, 1500 years before Christ or 500 years after or 400 years after, after Abraham. The covenant was the same way. Lord says, I will bless you if you're faithful. I will bless you if you're faithful. If you're not, you step out of, of the realm of protection. And, and so here Our Lady says, he remembered this promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. And so the beautiful Magnifica that we hear. But now let me say this, we live in a, in a world which is difficult. We have difficulties, problems. We see the world in which we live right now. Not only pandemic, but the attitudes of people, you know, the divisions, with the sometimes hopelessness, because how many people lose perspective? How many people feel that, that you know, we do not know what's going to happen in the future, inflations and this economic situation, environment, you know, the divisions within families, lack of faith. Many people during this pandemic have sort of kind of fallen off and they're not practicing their faith. Um, many who have not practiced their faith have come back, have gone to confession. So it's, it's a difficult situation. But you know what? The fact is this, God and his love and his mercy will never be removed from us. The, the, the farther we run away from God, the worse we feel. The farther we run away from God and from his grace, it's just a matter of moments, a matter of time. Our, our happiness becomes somehow reduced. 
our hope is reduced, which means those worries and fears intensify because without God, we can't, we can't function. Ultimately, you know, if for those who wish to remain outside, others, they want to kill their awareness with drugs, they kill the awareness with, with all kinds of things, or maybe they're so enslaved through addictions that it doesn't offer them anything but just a misery and unhappiness. God is the source of that fulfillment. God is a source of merciful love. God is a source of all those things that we desire and wish. And even if we can't do it because by our sinfulness, by our brokenness, maybe sometimes illness, emotional problems, you know, we have, we have disorders that we have and those things are dragging us away from grace sometimes or blocking awareness of, of who God is for us or even blocking the grace. And yet we are the ones who, you know, we, you know, we are the ones who the Lord has called to intercede. We are asking Our Lady continuously, help us. You know, we pray the Hail Mary every day. Pray for us, pray for us sinners. Now in the day of our death, or we can say, God, be merciful to my son, my daughter. God, be merciful to, to my friend who's sick, who has, who has lost hope, or maybe, maybe through a mental anguish or some other things that they can't see it. And we just have to keep on praying and asking God because God will respond. The only, the only thing is that it's not, sometimes it's not that simple in a sense of, you know, we ask and we receive. Sometimes it takes years of prayer, but we can never get discouraged. We can never be men and women who, who, who have forgotten that God is true to his promises, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise that he has given to our parents, to our grandparents, to, our, to those who preceded us in faith, the promise that he gave because, because he has given and he will never, he will never pull out that promise. Even in sin, he turns to us. So as, as the several days before Christmas, let us continue to prepare our hearts spiritually for the coming of the Son of God. We live in darkness. And the light of God is coming. The light of, of, of grace, the light of love, the light of, of mercy is coming. And the world, yes, in the situation where we are, this is not the last word. The last word is eternity. The last word is heaven. The last word is paradise. We attain it through the Son of God, the Son of Mary, to the promised Redeemer, for he is all that we desire, and he will take us there. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content 
which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.